Welcome to the Questions of Faith podcast. I'm Brad Stevens here with Dr. Timothy Laredo. The question we will be asking the doctor today is, how do I have a godly mindset? So we are uh, still in this new year and thinking about what this new year will hold. One of the things that is important to think about is our thinking and how do we produce a, a life that is controlled by a thought process that is godly, especially in a world that is inundated with carnal thinking and ungodly thinking. How do we have a a godly mindset? Jumping into the second episode of the year, we hope you appreciated and took that first episode to heart in creating godly habits. And we have a second question today is kind of New Year's-y-ish, I believe you said, and we're talking about thinking and having a godly mind. So the question was, how do I have a godly mind? Mm-hmm. And I believe it's very important that we need to have a godly mindset and starting out the year right with that and then mm-hmm. hopefully continuing on throughout the year with this. Uh, yeah. I think it's very, very appropriate. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, to think about our thinking is a really important thing to do. Um, so much of our life is controlled in our mind, right? So much of who we are as a person is controlled uh, between our ears. And that's true both of the Christian and the non-Christian. But for the Christian specifically, uh, the Bible has a lot to say about the mind. And so uh, thinking about that from a biblical perspective, what does it mean to have a godly mind and how should we, um, you know, produce that? What does that, how does, what does it look like to actually produce that is, is an important topic. And uh, something to, to begin with, to uh, begin our conversation, thinking about, you know, uh, to have a godly mind is really about having a way of thinking about the world and having scripture be the foundation for that or the lens for that because everybody has a worldview right everybody has a way in which they think about things but we're going to bring that up because yeah. we have a whole episode on how to have a christian worldview sure what is a christian worldview sure 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 absolutely and so thinking about you know that from just a, a basic uh, perspective everybody has that but from a, a christian perspective sp- specifically thinking about Having a godly mind, it has to have its foundation in scripture. It has to have its foundation in rooted in uh, what the Bible has to say about, you know, things in this life and to have that from a, a, a holistic perspective. And so, really, having a godly mind, it really begins with this understanding of the Bible has a way in which it wants me to think about the Bible and about, um, you know, art and politics and, uh, you know, agriculture and social science. And like, it, it may not specifically mention those things specifically, but it's giving me a framework to think about how I should interact with those things, how I should think about these things. So, so what's the difference, though, between having the correct mindset and the correct worldview? Mm. Parse those for me. Because they sound like they're very closely uh, yeah, intertwined. Yeah, they're, they're related. Uh, so basically, your worldview comes out of your mind. Okay, comes so out of the, at the mind. Yes. Yeah, and so, then from how we... Th- well, that makes sense, because how we think then impacts 
how we view the world. Exactly. Which is our worldview. Right. Okay. And so the worldview, it, it, it flows out of that your mind and what you're thinking about and those type of things. And so they're inherent to all of us, uh, every Christian. And I think one thing I want to start off with us to think about is, you know, a lot of times people think about having a godly mind or thinking about thinking, it's one of those things where, well, that must mean you got to be super intellectual. Like a little meta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like thinking about thinking, like this is is getting crazy. Like what are we talking about here? But really a godly mind and, and, and seeking to produce a godly mind isn't about your intellectual capacity or how smart you are. It has nothing to do with those things. But it's really basic in the aspect of recognizing whatever my intellect is, whatever my IQ is, like that, whatever that is, having that being guided by, um, by God and by godly things. Um, and so it doesn't matter if, you know, say, well, I'm not super intellectual, so I don't need to have a godly mind. No, you, you missed the point entirely. It's not about intellectual uh, capacity. But it's about whatever it is that God has given you as a mind to use that in a godly uh, way and in, w- in a way in which my mind is being shaped and it's being framed from a godly perspective is important and is for every Christian, regardless of your IQ, right? Your IQ is not the factor. It's what are you doing with the mind that you have and how is it being shaped to think godly, to, uh, to have a mindset that is uh, set on things above. And, and you know, I'm, I just alluded to Colossians there, you know, where he says uh, that we are to set our affections, our mindsets on things above and not on things of the earth. Like, what is the Bible trying to do in that verse? It's trying to shape my mindset to how I should think about things. I my my mindset, a godly mindset is not one that is simply caught up on things of this earth, but it, from a Christian perspective, it's got to be set in a different perspective. It's got to be set on things that are above eternal things. In other words, is what he's trying to uh, to say. Um literally there's there's so many verses in the Bible that talk about thinking and our and the way that we should think and the the way that our mind should uh, operate and a lot of times unfortunately i don't think as christians we think about our thinking that we just it we just let it be whatever it is and don't realize that part of the work of the, of the spirit that god wants to do in our life is to shape and control our thinking and because are you, are you alluding to that if we don't work on our thinking, the world will? Yes, absolutely. Satan will? Sure, yeah. And I want to say, too, another part. So, some people, you know, some people who are non-religious, they want to say, well, you know, you're just letting this book control your thinking and you're some sort of, you know, mindless, uh, you know, orb who is just being controlled by this book and you're letting something influence your thinking. And to that, I want to say that the reality is that something is always controlling our thinking. Everyone has uh, something that is controlled the way that they think. Like we can't avoid that. 
And from a Christian perspective, we want to say, we would say, yes, I agree that something is controlling my thinking. I'm not, I'm not ignoring that. But what I'm saying is, what I want that to be is godly things. Mm -hmm. Whereas the non-Christian, what's controlling their things is ungodly things. And it's controlling their thinking just as much as the Christian is allowing godly things to control their thinking. Does that make sense? You understand? Um, And so it's not a... To to um, to to be put your uh, your mindset in the things of God doesn't mean you're removing your mind, but you're choosing to allow uh, your mind to be controlled by the things of God rather than uh, things of this this world. And uh, you know, I, I just as we're beginning this conversation, wanting to highlight the reality of the fact that something is controlling the way that we think. And as for Christians, we we want to be intentional in thinking on things that are are above. What Paul talks about in Philippians, he says, "Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things." Like Paul is helping them to understand, like these are the things that you should be thinking about and letting control your thought processes. Uh, opposed to carnal things. Uh, so, just in that introduction, we're talking about this. What are your thought processes about thinking and the modern Christian world's approach to their thought life? What comes to your mind? Um, I kind of think that if I scrolling through Instagram, there's a lot of motivational like mm. preachers and mm. speakers, mm-hmm. and a lot of what they are preaching is very humanistic Mm, and very self-centered and Mm self-focused. So instead of looking at the scripture and saying what God wants us to think on, it's a lot of self-help kind Mm -hmm. of vibes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so the aspect or the the point behind uh, helping us to think about our thinking is not simply from a motivational perspective to, you know, allow me to be uh, some, you know, Zen type of moment, right? But it's about conforming my life into the image of Christ. So I'm not I'm not seeking a, a mind that is godly in order to you know say, hey, look at me, I've got this you know perfect mindset. But it's about recognizing that what I think about moves me to action, impacts my behavior, and so I want my mindset to be godly. In order that I could live godly, uh, not just so it's a selfish and betterment type of thing um, that I think you're alluding to in that. And so, yeah, and, and you know, frankly, uh, from a Pentecostal perspective, as Pentecostals, um, I think a lot of times we have historically we have focused a lot on the emotional part of our experience in God. And obviously, you know, a relationship with God has emotional aspects to it because we are emotional beings, right? We can't avoid that. Like, that's part of who we are. But also to recognize that if we are part of who we are as beings is our minds and our thought processes. And if we're not careful, especially within Pentecostalism, an emphasis on experiential emotionalism can lead to uh, weak Christians because, you know, you're in a church service and your emotions are high and experience is great and those things are good. But if you don't help people to learn how to think 
and learn how that their thinking impacts their behavior, they're going to come off of that emotional high of that experience and go out and their mindset's going to be completely wrong and lead to all sorts of problems. And eventually, if they're not careful, it could lead them to you know spiritual destruction. And so, um, I think we as Pentecostals really want to recognize that while we have something really important that we want to hold on to as far as emotional experiences... We want to hold to that. We also want to hold to and cultivate and, and grow in a, 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 a posture in which says, I want my mind to be uh, fixed on things that are godly. I want a mind that is cultivated by godly thought processes and godly um, desires. And man, if you can couple those two things, you have a powerful thing that God can work in. about a godly mind, uh, let's try to define that really quickly. What does it mean to have a godly mind? And the way that I'd like to define that is to think about it this way. A godly mind is a mind that has been trained and equipped to, to look at the world around it through the lens of the Bible, through the lens of Scripture. And so, a godly mind is one in which it is it looks at this world and it does so through the lens of the Bible and through a biblical perspective. And that is something that is not quickly done or done in um, over, you know, like instantly. So a person gets saved and their spiritual life is changed, right? They've gone from death to life, they are a new creature in Christ. But that doesn't guarantee that, and it doesn't necess- necessitate that they actually have a godly mind in that moment, right? Because they have been, tr- their mind has been trained for the last, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, however long it has been before they got saved to think in a certain way. And so now that they're saved, that their spiritual life has changed. But if their mind isn't, changed and cultivated and 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 grown in scripture and through their understanding of, of the bible they are going to have a hard time actually growing in their relationship with god do you see that does it make sense and so uh, uh this idea of having a godly mind is one in which can only take place through the bible Right through the Bible, and as we as we not just understand like facts about the Bible, like I know that that Genesis is the first book of the Bible, right? That's a fact about the Bible, but that doesn't really help me have a godly mind, does it? Like that's that that's just a fact about the Bible, and a lot of Christians have a lot of facts about the Bible. But unfortunately, those facts are useless when it comes to helping them to to cultivate a, a biblical worldview that actually will impact the way that they live. 
And if we're not careful, we can train people to have biblical facts, but not help them to train them to have a biblical mind. And those two things are worlds apart, right? And so having a biblical mind or a, a godly mind is not just about biblical facts, but it's about what is the Bible, you know, in its, its totality and its fullness, what does the, the Word of God have to say and how does it, in, it, how does it impact my life in, and to help me make decisions in my life and help me to view what somebody else is saying and what somebody else is uh, saying is truth and what somebody else, what this culture is saying is right or wrong. Um, how do I know? How do I parse all those things out? It really begins with not just having facts about the Bible, but actually understanding what God's uh, message is to humanity and being able to uh, to then use that to uh, impact my decisions and my thought processes and the way that I think about this world. And it's it, it, it manifests itself in so many different ways, but uh, just one example that I think is helpful uh, to think about as we're thinking about thinking is you know, a thought process, a thinking about life itself. So, for the average Christian, they think about life in in temporal means and uh, in ways in which are it's all about the here and now. It's all about the uh, you know the best life now. It's all about. Uh, frankly, it's it's very materialistic. It's, but that's not a godly mindset when it comes to thinking about this life. But the only way that you can know that is if you really understand the Bible and where you know Jesus. He says, "Take no thought of your life, of your you know of what you will eat or what you will sleep or 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 you know there, that's that's for tomorrow." But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Like, the, those, those mind shift things only take place if you have a biblical foundation from which to understand your, uh, a correct biblical mindset. Does that make sense? Do you, do you see that? It does. I, I do feel, though, that that's immensely hard to do, to, mm. come, to come to Scripture mm. with a very open mind. Mm-hmm. And for the new believer and for the seasoned believer, mm-hmm. and to look at scripture and say, okay, what is this trying to tell me? How can I, we go back to how can I look at the then and there, mm-hmm. who it was written to, why it was written, and now put that into the here and now mm-hmm. where I am. Mm-hmm. That to me is very a difficult thing to do because we have so much pouring into our lives mm-hmm. and pulling us in either direction. You're right. It's not an easy thing. No. And there's so many people that say that they're, mindful thinking of the Bible is right. Mm, yep. And that's where we get all these splinters of different mm-hmm. views and sects of yeah, the, yeah. the scriptures and how to view it. It's really hard. It is. And I think it, we need to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. And then you're helping us today be intentional about doing it the right way. Yeah. And you're right. You know why, one of the reasons why it's hard is because we're, we're seeking to gain a spiritual mindset. A, a By definition, a godly mindset is a spiritual mindset, right? And the carnal mindset, the fleshly mindset is natural. It's it's we're ingrained with it. It's something that we're we're totally 
comfortable in from a fleshly perspective, right? As people that are born in sin and that are affected by sin all of our lives, it takes a work of the Spirit and a continual work of the Spirit mm -hmm. in order to, to produce that. Mm -hmm. And so, that doesn't happen quickly or without any effort, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't try to have a God, if you don't immensely put a lot of work into having a godly mindset, you won't. Mm -hmm. Culture impacts. So, we have worldly culture, which of course is a great sure. impact, but even there's church culture mm -hmm. and even within that family culture. Mm -hmm. And there's so many different types of cultures and different ways that people live. It's just really hard. Yeah. But the only way that we can really make sure that we have a godly mm -hmm. mindset is if we are having a foundation of the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, because all of those other, you know, things that you mentioned that are, are, are pulling at our, at our attention, trying to influence the way in which we think um, they're not guaranteed to be biblical. In fact, they're probably not. But how do we know if they're not biblical or not unless we know the Bible, right? So, a lot of this is taking taking people's word for mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Sounds like what you're saying. Yeah. And that it's a great exercise for all of us to take a step back mm -hmm. from everything that we've known or believed and mm -hmm. take a fresh look at scripture mm -hmm. and use that as our Bouncing block sure. to um, have that good mindset. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, just because the pastor has a godly mindset uh, doesn't guarantee you have one, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Just because somebody, a spiritual authority over you, just because your parents or whoever or your friends have a godly mindset doesn't mean you do. And just recognizing this as a uh, as a... A uh, thought process to help us to understand, like, if I'm going to have a godly mindset, it's going to be because I, I, I desire it and I put some effort into having that because naturally I'm not going to have that. And, and all of these voices around me are trying to, to say, this is truth and go here and believe this and live your life this way and, and think this way and, and, and value this and, um, you know, put these as your goals for life, and they probably are not what the Bible says should be those things. And so, uh, you're really going to have to know your Bible and to grow in that and, and to help allow the Spirit of God to help you. So, what you're that. saying is don't try to identify with the movement, mm. but instead be intentional about a mindset. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This points yeah. back to this singular decision on my part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, as, as we're still starting this new year, I think it's uh, applicable that we think about our thinking because the way that we think, it impacts every area of our life. And again, so many people want to uh, New Year's resolutions and all of these things. And we just did an episode on godly habits and all. But if your thinking is, is carnal, then none of that really is going to have an impact in, you know, in your life long term. But you've got to start with the way that you're, you're thinking. And the thinking... A, the way that it, from a spiritual, from a biblical perspective, the way that it's impacted is by the word of God. And so, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to be controversial or to be harsh when I say this, but I know that the average Christian doesn't read their Bible. You know how I know that? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I know that? Because of what people do and say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, 
because if if they did and they wouldn't be thinking that way they wouldn't be mm. saying that they wouldn't be doing that um because the word of god would be controlling their thought processes and controlling their actions and controlling their attitudes. So they tell on themselves. Yes, they do. And and we do, you know. I mean, you just think about this from a practical practical perspective. We've all, you know, you've you had this happen before where you go a season where you haven't read your Bible as much as you should have. It impacts your thinking, doesn't it? And it's one of those crazy things that like you know it's good for you. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing it, it's awesome mm-hmm. and you enjoy it and you can feel refreshed and mm-hmm. amazing, but it's, it's like exercising, working yes. out. Like, yeah. you know, it has all these wonderful benefits and you love it when mm-hmm. you're doing it. Right. Usually. Yeah. Uh, but when you, it's just hard to get up and do it. Sure. Sure. Just, just do it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And, and to, you know, thinking about it from a aspect, you know, use the example of the exercise, you know, you don't always see the immediate gains of it. Quickly, you know, you know, you exercise one day and you expect, well, then my life is going to be changed. No, it's it's that continual process of uh, of of thinking that exercise is important, that it's going to make a difference. That's a thought process that you have in order to continue that. And the same is true. And I'm trying to that analogy is is from a, a how to have a godly mind. You have to think that the Bible is important and, and having it as the uh, thing that guides my life is what I want. Mm. And as you, you, the reason why you do that and, and continue to live that way is because you believe that, you think that is true. And so to recognize that, you know, part of the work that God wants to do in my life, part of that work is he wants to sanctify my mind. And that word sanctify just literally means set apart. Part of the work that God wants to do in every believer's life is to help them to think differently than the world and to think biblically. That's part of the work that the work that that the Spirit wants to do in our life. And really, it's a big part of what the Spirit of God wants to do in our life. Well, the world is conform, conform, mm-hmm. conform. Mm-hmm. And this 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 mass of singularity mm-hmm. and oneness. Yeah, it's the opposite. Yeah, complete and, opposite. And, and it, it makes sense. It's when amazing. You look at it like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And, and you just mentioned. So Paul addresses that very thing. You know, several thousand years ago, when he says, "Be not conformed to this world." Be you transformed, sanctified, set apart, different, <laughs> holiness, other <laughs> by the renewing of your mind. Yes. So, I mean... So, it starts there. Yeah, exactly. That's where we got to start. Yeah, what Paul talks about, uh, you know, thousands of years ago is still applicable today is... Same this, problems then, same problems now. Yeah, that this this world's trying to conform our thinking and the way that we we think and the, that knowing that in doing so, it will change our actions and our behaviors. And it says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and that transformation takes place through the Word of God as we are uh, allowing the Word of God uh, to penetrate not just our, our, our minds, but our hearts our, and to impact our behavior so that um, we, can, we can live godly in this present world. And so, recognizing, you know, how do I have a godly mind? It, it begins with recognizing that I'm going to be formed one way or the other. I'm going to be conformed to this world 
or I'm going to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. The forming is going to happen. But whether I'm going to allow the Spirit of God to transform me or not uh, is really going to be uh, based upon allowing the Word of God to do its work in my life. decided that it is important to have the right mindset and mm-hmm. we have to be intentional about it. It's not right. going to happen on its own. Right. Um, uh, if we're not pushing towards a godly mindset, the world's going to be pushing mm-hmm. against us. Mm-hmm. And we've realized that scripture is the place mm-hmm. that we go to, to have that mindset. Mm-hmm. So where do we go from here? Yeah. So just want to point out uh, something pretty basic, but uh, I think if we stop and think about it, it will uh, really have a good impact in our life. Paul talks about this law of sowing and reaping when it comes to our thinking. In Romans chapter 8, he he says, so those who live according to the flesh, you know, live according to carnal things, sinful things, they do so because they set their minds on things of this world, of fleshly things, of carnal things. But he says, those who live according to the Spirit, they, they do that because they've set their mind on the things of the Spirit. And so, Paul is, is helping us to understand that, you know, what is produced in our life, whether uh, a life that is uh, one which is godly and is following after godly things and is pursuing after godly things, or a life that is pursuing after fleshly, carnal, sinful things, the root cause of that is the mind and what people have set their mind on. And so, he's, he's this law of sowing and reaping, he's, he's, he's showing us this principle applying to our mind. So, so, in application, you know, how do you have a godly mind? Well, you set your mind on godly things. And I know that may sound circular, like, well, how do I have a godly mind? Well, think on godly things. Well, that's what kind of answer is that, right? But it's it's this it's this this law of uh, what you sow, you're going to reap. And so I think a lot of times people, you know, again, I said this is very basic, but people set their mind on carnal things all the time, and then they wonder why they don't have a godly mindset. It's like, well, I could tell you why. It's because you're not setting your mind on godly things. And if you want to have a godly mindset or you want to cultivate a more of a godly mindset, think more on godly things. Set, set your mind on things that are above. And I know, again, that's super simple, right? I mean, that's not deep revelation. But at the same time, it is kind of deep revelation when you stop and think about it that the problem of my carnal thinking is in my carnal actions, it's a produce of me continually thinking on carnal things. 
that I can't just magically change that what I produce in my life without first going to what I'm thinking about, what I'm dwelling on, what 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 is the uh, the the thing that is captivating my mind and my attention. Um, you have to deal with that first, and so you know a lot of times um, when we're dealing with issues in our life, um, a lot of times we want to deal with symptoms instead of dealing with the root cause because symptoms are, you know, uh, a little bit easier to mask and to deal or, or to, you know, this is my problem. I've got this problem or I've got that problem. The solutions to the symptoms are easier to diagnose yeah. and prescribe yeah. than uh, diagnosing the, the root issue. Sure. The yeah. Yeah. And so it's you, easy to tell someone, oh, you're having trouble with this. We'll do this mm-hmm. instead of deep dive into yeah. why they were having that trouble in the first place. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the examples could be uh, a plethora of different ones, but, you know, uh, somebody's problem with um, an addiction, it's not about the addiction, but it's about the mindset. It's not about the pornography. It's about a mindset. It's about... and. And you can't change that. You can't change that behavior until you first change the mindset, until you first change that godly thinking, and begin to produce godly thinking in their life. If you begin to produce godly thinking, it will inevitably change the the behavior. Like it, it it can't not exactly. It 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 will. It's the fruit of that. And so then again, they they have to want that. It's not something like you can, yes, you can force someone to have stipulations and safeguards sure, or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. But uh, nature will find a way, right? So again, unless th- their thinking changes, yes. And so the the root cause here is is different is deeper mm-hmm. in the fact that it's not the the sin per se. Mm-hmm. It's but it's the it's it's the fact that this person they're they they're wanting and craving a mindset that is carnal. Yes. How do you change that? Change the mindset. Yes, but that's also a work of the spirit mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. right? So it's this idea that mm, because we can't will ourselves mm-hmm. to not want human nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's this work of the spirit and yielding to that on a continual basis, on a continual basis. So it's the 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 spirit is always wanting to, to produce mm-hmm. in my life a mindset that is godly. Mm-hmm. The spirit is always Spiritual, wanting to do that. physical beings. You said that from the very beginning. Yeah. It takes the works of both yeah. for there to be change. The spirit is always wanting to produce within Tim a mindset that is godly. But it's up to Tim whether I'm going to yield to that or not. Mm-hmm. And whether I'm going to allow that to continue to grow and cultivate. Or if I'm going to uh, desire and crave and follow after ungodly mindsets and ungodly things. And those those fruits are going to be eventually manifested. And so, it's the work of the Spirit that helps me to develop a godly mindset. And so, how do I develop a godly mindset that the Spirit is going to, wants to cultivate that in my life? And as I yield to the Spirit and say, no, I'm not going to think on those things that are not godly. No, I'm not going to dwell on those things. Uh, but I'm going to, as Paul talked about, bring every thought unto captivity. 
like I have the capacity to control my mind, right? Now I understand there's there's you know some uh, mental abnormalities and there's some you know uh, some serious psychological issues and some people don't have that capacity to control their minds and I, I get those real legitimate medical issues but for healthy mental people you have the ability to control your mind now you may not always be able to control what immediately comes in but but you do have a control after that, right? We've all had that, like, where did that thought come from? Or where did that, you know? But I have a, an, an ability after that to control that thought process and say, no, uh, the spirit is going to say, no, don't, don't think on that. Don't dwell on that. that. That is not godly, right? And begin to shift and move me towards godly thinking. But I have to yield to that. I have to allow the Spirit of God to control me. And the way, uh, the big way that he does that is through the Bible and through a filtering of my thought process through the Bible. How do I know that thought process was not godly? The Bible. How do I know that what to shift that mindset to? The Bible, right? Does that make sense? And so, it is, it is a work of the Spirit in unity with my will. The Spirit is the one who's going to, uh, to draw me to think on godly things. The Spirit is the one, for the Christian, is going to, uh, to, to convict me of ungodly thought processes. And then my will is, is the thing that is going to determine whether I'm going to let the Spirit continue those things or I'm going to quench those things and say, no, I want to think on ungodly things. No, I want to, uh, to dwell on things of this world or I want to live in, in that thought process. And so… And eventually this the spirit can be quenched. Oh, for sure. And that that tugging, that knocking, that prodding, that conscience mm -hmm. can be seared mm -hmm. for because sure because of us. Yeah. And I mean even scripture talks about there can even come a time when 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 we want it to come back and it may not be there. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, those little choices that we make have mm -hmm. grave consequences. Yeah, and so you know, I, in this new year, I think it's a, a good thing. I think it's a good thing to think about our thinking as we're, uh, you know, as we're approaching this new year to think, in what ways is my my thought processes, are they godly, you know, and to 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 thank God for that and to, to, to really allow the Spirit of God to cultivate that and grow that. But then to recognize, you know, uh, what ways are my, is my thinking become carnal? Is my thinking become very temporal and very uh, uh, on things of this world and not on things of God? Is, is, is my entertainment uh, been uh, filling me with things that are uh, making my thought process produce things in my life that are not godly and allow the Spirit of God to, to, to work in that and change in that and to sanctify, set me apart in my thinking. The Christian's thought processes should be completely different than the world. And frankly, a lot of Christians are uncomfortable with that. They don't want that. And fundamentally, they don't understand that their thinking should be different and that there should be a conflict between the thinking of this world and the thinking of the Christian. And that I should be very concerned when my thinking 
is in alignment with this carnal thinking of this world, and that that should be cause for alarm for me. Um, but for the Christian, if they have their thought processes on the things of God, they should be totally okay with knowing that a godly mindset is going to mean that I'm going to stand apart from this world in the way that they think. But that's okay, because I know from Scripture that it should. And in fact, I am thankful that it does. And I'm, it doesn't bother me in any way, shape, or form that my thinking is different than this world, um, because I'm not trying to please this world, but I'm trying to please God. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Tim, for helping us think about thinking today. I, I do have a question, though. Um, the answer is scripture, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. where to go. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about before, I believe the episode was um, how to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. How should we look at scripture? But what's just some practical things that you can tell someone who maybe it's like, okay, I want to have the right kind of thought process. I want my mind mm-hmm. to be clean, pure, focused on spiritual things. I want to have a spiritual worldview, but I got to start scripture, but I don't know where to start. Mm. Do I start at Genesis? Do I start mm-hmm. at the beginning, read it through? Mm-hmm. Just some, uh, maybe guide us through what we can do uh, starting out. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the gospels are a great place to start because you're getting to see the way that Christ thought. And the way that um, he interacts with people and the way that he handles people, um, you get to see how he thinks. And, you know, you get to see him with compassion with uh, the woman at the well, right? And and you get to see what the woman caught in adultery. You know, you get to see how how he thinks about people and how he interacts with them and how he handles the Pharisee and how he deals with them. So... Really, the Gospels is a great place to don't just read it so that you know the story. See how Jesus, you know, is is interacting, and and you're gonna get to find out how he thinks about things. And is that the way that I think about things? When I see the lame man, do I think compassion, or do I think, well, he's got some problems and he should go get some help? Right when I see. Uh, you know, the, the, the outcast and the sinner and the, the, the one that's hurting, how do I respond? What is my thought process towards that? You know, and, and, and the list could go on and on. But the Gospels is a really great place to, to see uh, a godly mindset as Jesus lives uh, his life and his ministry. Um, you, know, uh, you know, Jesus. you see Jesus taking time away from the crowds to spend time in prayer. Right, that's a mindset that he had. That it was important that he spent time in prayer, and and that he does that. And and you know, you see Jesus reading the scrolls and those type of things. So the short answer, the, you know, you read your gospels and 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 not just read them so you know the facts about the story, but read it for an understanding of how I should think about uh, living in this world. And and then lastly, uh, just one other thing that I think is really helpful to have a godly mindset is to have a posture of humility. Uh, one of my favorite verses is in Philippians chapter 2, where it, talking about Jesus and, and that he humbled himself. Like, a godly mindset is a humble mindset. And what I mean by that is um, the opposite of a godly mindset is a prideful mindset that 
I have it all together. I know what's best always. I don't need the you know the word of god i don't need to uh, any any advice in my life i don't need any wisdom like i've got it all together uh that's that's you know that's not very godly mindset but a humble mindset is one in which recognizes you know what i'm humble before god and my thinking needs the work of god in it like like i need that like and I have to be humble enough to say, God, work in my mind, because I recognize that the way that I think it's going to produce things in my life, and I don't want it to produce ungodly things. And so, God, I'm humble before you, asking you to allow your spirit to work in my mind and convict me when my mindset is carnal. And and, and and draw me closer to to you and my thought processes. If you have that humble posture, he will do that. But if if you have a prideful mindset, uh, it's really hard for the spirit to work in a prideful uh, posture. So that's that's what I might say to that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Questions of Faith podcast. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing and writing a review on your preferred audio platform. That would really help us out. The show was produced by Brad Stevens, theme music by the band Liquify. Questions of Faith is a ministry of Faith Tabernacle Assembly of God located in Denton, Texas. The goal of this podcast is to equip the modern day Christian with answers to timeless questions. If you would like to submit a question that may be highlighted on the show, you may do so by emailing us. That email address is questions at ftdenton.com. You may also submit a question by messaging our Facebook page, Questions of Faith podcast. And until next Monday, God bless.